Welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Church podcast. We pray that this message will help you in your walk with Christ. Our current sermon series is The Church Your New Pastor Deserves. The title of Dr. Dorch's sermon today is more by its openness than its opaqueness. The big idea is our commitment to transparency is a welcome sight in a world of deception. This morning I conclude my sermon series on the church that your new pastor deserves. We've looked at how a healthy church, a faithful church, is defined more by its waiting than by its working, more by its spirit than by its success, more by its proclamation than by its programs, more by its confidence than by its competence, more by its prayerfulness than by its performance, more by its discernment than its decisions, more by its priorities than its popularity, more by its motives than its money. And this morning I conclude the series as we consider how the church that your new pastor deserves will be defined more by its openness than its opaqueness. Reading from God's word from the 11th chapter of Luke's gospel, the 33rd verse, where Jesus speaks to the crowds and offers them this instruction, no one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl instead They put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. And when your eyes are good, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are bad, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely lighted as when the light of a lamp shines on you. And then in the 12th chapter, beginning with the second verse, now Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And he tells them that there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. So what you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. May God add his blessings to this, the reading of his word Well, tonight, children all over the Mountain Brook community, and for that matter, other communities like ours, you know what they'll be doing. The kids in your household will be certainly doing it. They'll be donning costumes, and they will be happily covering their faces, and they will be venturing out into surrounding neighborhoods, in search of their favorite candy, participating in the ritual that all of us know about and all of us will remember trick or treat. 
For the children, it's all about pretending to be something that you're not. It's pretending to be your favorite storybook character or your favorite superhero or or some other ghost or goblin. And, And it's also about the candy. And when you're an adult, it's about greeting the children who come to your house and complimenting on the creativity of their costumes and and seeing their faces break out when you present them their favorite treat and then what will happen later tonight the candy will be consumed it'll be eaten up kids will eat most of it but the parents will also get their share and the costumes will go back in the box and back into the closet and tomorrow morning everything in Mountain Brook and beyond will pretty much go back to normal. Pretending to be something that you're not. And and dressing up to impress other people. And, And getting a treat. Well, that's terrific for one night. But as all of us know from experience, it is is not a sustainable way to experience abundance and purpose. It is so much better to discover who you are and, and simply to be who you are and to represent yourself to others as the person that you are, yes, with all of your flaws and imperfections, but at the same time with every measure of possibility with which God has created you that is something of the lesson that Jesus was instructing both the crowds and his disciples in the passages of Scripture that I've read for you this morning from Luke's Gospel. We've been looking at this section of Luke's Gospel as we've considered what kind of church we need to prepare to be as we look forward to the good future that God has for us. It's the section of Luke's Gospel where Jesus knows his own life is nearing the cross. The shadow of the cross is looming upon his heart and his soul, and he takes every precious second to pour God's revelation into those who have drawn close to him, both the crowds but also his disciples. And in that first teaching, as Jesus is speaking specifically to the crowds who have not yet made the determination to commit their way to Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord, Jesus wants them to understand how important it is for them to pay close attention to that which they open themselves to. Your eye, he says to the crowds, it's the lamp of the body. And when your eye is good, then your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is shrouded in darkness, then your whole body is shrouded in darkness as well. 
Why have the crowds come to Jesus? Because the religious leaders in their day have only provided them with something that gives them a sugar high. Nothing long-term, nothing that meets their deepest needs. And so they have come to Jesus out of their darkness and out of the darkness that represents the world that is around them to find the light that Christ offers and the hope that Jesus provides to all who will trust their way to him. Jesus wants them to know that there is in this world a lot that passes for light and it is shiny and it is gleamy and it has a lot of glitter but better that people not be duped into opening themselves to those things that appear to look good and in the process of pursuing that which glitters they run the risk of losing that which is glorious. And so Jesus invites them to draw near to him and to experience the light that he has to offer. A light that will help them to see all of their lives with perfect clarity, but not only to see their lives in perfect clarity, but to bear witness to that light to others so that God might work even through them as they trust their way to him to redeem others who are weak and weary, lost and without hope. We look at this passage of Scripture and we hear Jesus speaking to us. This is the mission of the church. What else is there for the church to do but to bear witness to the light of Christ and to represent to others, particularly those who are chasing after the wrong things, that we have found that which leads to life in all of its abundance and to invite people to join with us in experiencing more of the light that Jesus has come to bring so that his grace may abound in us and together we might experience the full measure of the purpose flourishing together as God sent Jesus to do in us and through us. That first lesson, it's a very important lesson, be careful, be careful what you open yourself up to. There is a lot in this world that passes for light. But in the process of pursuing it, if it's not about Jesus, then you have deceived yourself, dare I say, you have tricked yourself and you have failed to experience the treat of what God in Christ wills to do for you. Be open, Jesus says to the crowds, and experience my light. Allow it to shine through you so that it makes a difference in the world. Don't put it in a place where it cannot be seen, but 
proudly and boldly share it that this world that is shrouded in darkness may be filled with the light of life, which then leads to the second teaching where Jesus now turns his attention to the disciples. Now these are those individuals who have chosen to trust their way to him. They have come out of the crowd and they have become committed to Jesus in a way that Jesus wills to work through them to extend his ministry into the world long after he is gone. And what Jesus says to his disciples who have chosen to claim him as their Lord, to trust their way to him, you be careful that in all that you are about, you do not obstruct the light, but that instead you allow it to shine as brightly as it will. In the 12th chapter, he tells them to beware the leaven of the Pharisees, and he's talking about the hypocrisy of those who claim to be people of faith, people who claim to be close to God, but whose souls are opaque, opaque. They're not open. The light of God cannot adequately flow through them to illumine the world. They harbor secrets. They're not the people that they represent themselves to be. They pretend to be good. They dress the part. They show themselves to be people of faith. But the fact of the matter is... They are not genuine and authentic in their devotion. Jesus says to his disciples, you be certain that everything that is being hidden now will one day be revealed. Everything that's spoken in secret will one day be disclosed. It'll be shouted from the rooftops. God will see to it. God's purpose for his people is to be more than who they are. God's purpose for his people is for them, for us, to be all that Jesus is redeeming us to be. Now you think this would be obvious for people of faith. You wouldn't have guessed that Jesus would have had to take the time to emphasize to his disciples the importance of being authentic and genuine and open in their devotion, that he wouldn't have to warn them against obstructing the light of Christ. But as we all know, because we are flawed people, there are times when we refuse, for many reasons, we refuse to allow the light of Christ to shine in places that we had much rather keep to ourselves. Secret places. And every time I 
think about the tendency that so many have to harbor these kinds of, dare I say it, secret sins, as if nobody will ever know about this. As long as I keep up a good appearance, say the right things, touch the right bases, this is something that I can keep to myself, which is in stark contrast to what Jesus is saying to his disciples and to the church. Have you ever, have you ever known or spoken with someone who has been through the recovery process for some addictive behavior. It matters not what type of addiction you're talking about. There's a thread that runs through every recovery program for all types of addictions and the thread as anyone who has passed through that darkness, the darkness of addiction into the light. Anyone who has traveled that difficult and challenging journey will tell you, you're only as sick as your secrets. In other words, you harbor a secret, you think you can keep it to yourself, but it's remarkable how that works. The secret grows, it grows. And it becomes more harmful, and as anyone who has ever come through an addictive process will tell you, it's only when you are willing to open your life and that secret to the light that the secret loses its power over you, it loses its hold over you, and what Jesus is saying in this teaching is when we as flawed imperfect people come to the place where we are willing to acknowledge our need for Jesus to do in us what only Jesus can do when we expose ourselves open ourselves in every form imaginable to Jesus the light of his grace and his glory enters into us and begins to work a change in us that only God can bring about. This is a truth that applies not only to individuals. It is a truth that applies also to communities of faith. Congregations churches. I wish I could stand here and say to you that along the way every church that I have ever served has been a totally transparent congregation. I cannot say that. There have been some churches that I have served that have wrestled with difficult secrets. Not just individuals in the church but the church itself has wrestled with difficult secrets. And I have seen firsthand the power those secrets can hold over a congregation. I have come to see the truth of what Jesus is teaching his disciples. It's only when, not just as individuals, but as together, 
We come corporately before the throne of grace to seek the grace of Jesus in our midst that God begins to use us in a way that we never dreamed was possible. And I am happy to say toward the conclusion of my time here at Mountain Brook Baptist Church, I have seen that to be the case in this congregation and how proud I have been as I have spoken with newcomers, guests, who have come to sit in these pews not simply not simply to worship with us on a given Sunday as a guest of some other member, but because they're seeking a, a, a community of healing and hope and they've come from a place where they have been laden down with all kinds of baggage and secrets and they have said to me, okay, what kind of church are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe? Who are you really? And whenever they ask that question, who are you really? I know, I know, I've been there. They've been a part of a fellowship that they cannot trust. A church that's not open, a church that instead is opaque, the light cannot come through. And I tell them, I can assure you that Mount Brook Baptist Church is exactly what you see. This is who we are. We're not a perfect church. We're sinners being saved by grace. We have our flaws and our imperfections, but I can promise you what you see in this congregation is who we are and how God is at work in us. There are no secrets here. There are no hidden agendas. Our mission is to love God and to live with grace and generosity and the Spirit of Jesus leads you to come and be a part of our community of faith. We will gladly receive you. And how many, many of you are here this morning, you have come into this church and I have not misled you what you have experienced here in this place is precisely the light to which I bore you witness. Be careful what you open yourself to, Jesus is saying. And once you open your life to the light of Christ, then do everything in the power of His grace to make sure that you never stand in its way. You do not obstruct the light. Instead, you become everything that Jesus is calling you to be. You know, I learned this lesson years ago, back when I was in college. The importance of being a part of a community of faith that spreads the light, that shows the light, that's open to the light, that does not obstruct the light in any way. The church I attended in college had a unique layout in their sanctuary. And, and by that I mean what, what distinguished that church from every church I'd ever been a part of is in the back of the church. There was no choir in the back of this church. They were offset just as in our church. But in the back of the church, it was clear glass. 
right behind the preacher. You could just look out and see the beauty of God's creation. And I remember as a freshman attending that church thinking to myself, boy, whoever designed this church made a big mistake. Can you imagine preaching in a church where you just looked out and you saw the beauty of God's creation? I thought to myself, how can anyone ever keep anybody's attention? I was used to a sanctuary. There's a reason that we have stained glass windows that allow the light to come through, but you can't see outside. Gives you a feeling of safety and sanctity and sanctuary. But this church, I mean, it just clear glass. Big mistake. And the more I was there, I thought to myself, you know, maybe they got it right. Maybe they got it right. Because none of us is the light, certainly not the preacher. Preacher's not the light. Preacher bears witness to the light. And what better symbol could there be than to remind the community of faith that our primary purpose is not to bear witness to ourselves, but to bear witness to the beauty of God's new creation in Christ Jesus. Be open. Do not obstruct the light in any way. Now, I can assure you, we're not going to be changing the windows in this church anytime soon. But we can be even more, even more, the church that Jesus needs us to be. A church that comes to his light. A church that keeps its eyes and its hearts on his light. A church that is constantly bearing witness, not to its own light, but to his light. And not just one day, a special occasion, but every single day of the year. I'm glad to be a part of a church that wants to be that. And I know you are too. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we do thank you for the light that has come into our hearts, the good news of Jesus Christ, whose mercy, grace, and love have rescued us from our darkness, made it possible for us to live with abundance, not to have to conceal anything, to pretend to be anything we're not, but simply to accept the fact that in Christ Jesus, you have accepted us. And every day in every way, to say yes to that. Let us therefore always be bearers of the light that we might 
always be poking holes in this world's darkness so that the light can get through and people can know Jesus in whose name we do pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that today's message brought you hope as we continue to love God and live with grace and generosity. Be sure to check back here for more podcasts. And as always, go out and do the Lord's good work. Thank you.